Good evening. Today is Tuesday, January 11, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is We Agnostics, and our speaker tonight is Holly G. Thank you so much, Holly G. Thank you, everybody. Hi, I'm Holly, compulsive overeater, 100 pounder. Um, and there you go. <laughs> Didn't quite expect that so soon, but um, uh, to qualify, let me let me tell you a little bit about myself because I do know some of you and I don't know a lot of you. So to get so you can get to know me a little bit. Um, thanks, Amy. <laughs> now she says <laughs> that's perfect. Um, talk now. Uh, so to get uh, so to qualify, I've been in program uh, this time for uh, 19 and a half years. My abstinence date is September 28, 2002. I'm um, uh, I sit at about 140 pounds uh, less than my top weight, which is half the size. I was basically 280 pounds most of my life, um, and when I came in in August of 2002. I was ready. I was, I sat fully down in the seat and listened. And that's what I really needed to do. Um, I'll just tell you a little bit about my path and then I'll, I'll share on the we agnostics on step two, because that's exactly where I am today. I'm in step two and I'm in step six and seven. How's that for a rocky road? Um, so just quickly, I just give you a little snapshot of my life. Um, I grew up back east and uh, I moved out to California when I was 30. So the time back east was a very difficult time. I grew up with uh, in uh, mental illness. My mother was mentally ill and I was neglected, severely neglected and left alone a lot to, to fend for myself. And you know, that's <laughs> in the end, that's a detriment to program because I that's how I thought I had to live the rest of my life was um, self-sufficient. I had to fix everything. Um, I had to take care of myself, which was all true then. It's just not true now. So I've had to completely change it to an, uh, basically a new way of life. Um, so I moved out here and I got into, um, so 280 pounds, okay. Extreme fear of people, extreme fear of everything a hundred forms of fear. I can't tell you anything I wasn't afraid of, but somehow I drove myself out here in the car. Now figure that one out. Okay. If you don't think there's a God, um, there's so many times in my life that I could tell you that I was just, just pulled along like a little string. And I, I don't know how I got from point A to point B, but whatever, however that was, it was, my concept of God, and it was exactly what I needed at the time, even though it could have, it's, everything's uncomfortable. Every change is uncomfortable for me, but um, I did it anyway. Um, so I, when I was growing up, you know, there was, there was, um, like I say, it was, it was neglect when I was young, but then I stayed there and worked for my daddy, owned a diner, and that was pretty cool. I was very, I'm a very good grill cook, <laughs> short order cook. I'm a very good cook, but I'm a very good short order cook. And um, so I worked there, you know, that that to me was familiar and it was comfortable until I realized I was completely alone there. I was completely alone. 
it was a little town back east. Um, I hung out with my family mostly. Um, I had to. I had that little snap of opportunity. Somebody invited me to California for a vacation. This is one of the God shots. I came out and I. Uh, what at where am I? You know, I came out and I within nine months I had everything sold and I had <laughs> my stuff in the top of the car and I drove out here because I had to try I had to get out of there I had to try something different out here. That's what opened up my world to what happened next, which was to you know I got into a relationship with a drug addict and and. <laughs> I just did. It's the first person that paid attention to me ever. So that I thought was okay. And it's, um, I got into Al-Anon because I was immediately crazy feeling. And then there was people in there that were in Overeaters Anonymous. That's how I heard about it. So I just kind of followed them. I, I was, it was all God. This, this group of people I, I got into, um, it, members, you know, of that program that I started hanging out with, I finally could, I finally exhaled. I finally felt a part of something and I finally started talking. I mean, talk for 20 minutes. I couldn't talk to the next person in line. I couldn't, I, I, I was the shyest person you ever want to know. I was completely terrified of everything. So that's how I got here. I, I came in a little bit into, in probably 1993, 94, but I didn't, do the program. I was here. I was, it was okay. I was here. My abstinence is, was then and now three meals a day, no sugar. And, um, of course it's a lot more things now, but that's what it was. And, and, and I was in for a little bit and then I had to go out for eight more years. I, I wasn't ready at all. It was, I, I walked myself right out of program. So eight more years passed and I came back when I could not I couldn't stand the way I felt. The way I looked was the same. That didn't change. I was still 280 pounds, still powering through, elbows out, get out of my way, don't look at me. Like I wanted to, nothing more than to be invisible. I didn't want anybody to notice me. I would have to eat before I went to the next stop at work. I'd have to drive through, stop, have eat something before I went to the next stop at work because I was so terrified. So I came back in to program in August of 2002, done with whatever I was, I, I had no feelings left. I was completely devoid of any emotions. They weren't even coming out anymore. My emotions, it was just, I was in a, I was in a relationship. I, I had a good job. Everything was on the outside looking okay. I, I had lost all feeling and I, that's what scared me. It wasn't the weight, it was the feeling. So when I came back in, I got a sponsor and I started working the steps right away. Like she didn't mess around with <laughs> this woman. I'm so glad that I picked who I picked because she also did a lot of other things such as get me into service right away. And of course, for a, a shyish person, that's a really good thing. You know, I could, I could show up, I did this and that. I, he, she got me right into the middle of the herd right away, which was perfect. Um, so that's kind of how I got here. And I just kept, I kept moving forward. I, I got a food plan that worked. I lost my weight. Um, that was not in my head when I walked in. I just had to be with you. Um, and what happened was I lost my weight too. 
which was great. It's, I'm, I'm a completely different person. Um, but the interesting part of my recovery is the, is the personality and change that occurred. Okay. So I read through, um, we agnostics. It's been a while since I actually sat down and read through that chapter. I was, you know, I was working on, um, I've been working on six and seven mostly with my sponsor. I was going through an issue the last couple of years with my work. A lot of things were triggering. My work changed drastically. And that's what I was really working on with my sponsor was six and seven and these issues around work. So, and, and making a decision, by the way, through working the steps through one more time, making a decision that I was uh, going to reduce my work by half. So I was going to now go on half time, half pay. The half pay was a good thing because I didn't know that I was, I'm still in that, like, I'm not going to be enough. I'm, I'm still there, but I was reminded and I asked for what I needed. So I'm, I, I, I don't even want to call it semi-retired. That makes me feel like, oh my God, it's not, it's just, I'm slowing down a bit. I was, I'm an overworker as well. So that was, I was really suffering through that. And I was suffering through the pandemic because I was working way too much because there was nothing else to do. So I would go to work, you know? Um, so in reading through the chapter, it reminded me of a couple of things. Number one was the most important thing um, is this. Either God, or, God is everything or God is nothing. Either he, I'm going to just, it's in my head anyway. Either he is or he isn't. What's it going to be? So when I think back, how I, how I got connected with God, I can tell you today that I never had a bad relationship with God or a bad, I shouldn't say that. I, 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 it was never like a bad or good type of thing. What it was is I wasn't connecting the God of my childhood, who I thought left kind of left me to fly by myself, to the God that I needed to help me in program. But what, so what happened was, as I, st as I got into program and started working with a sponsor and started doing stuff, she started me on the big book right away, the big book and um, eight, eight, 10 minutes. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Melissa. So she started me right away on that writing. I didn't know what I was, that I was doing steps one, two, and three, but that's what I was doing basically. So I started through on that writing and I, I'd read and I'd write and I read it to her read it to somebody, anybody, and, and I started listening very closely to what you all were saying in the meetings, right? So I'd start listening and they, you'd be sharing and telling me what was, what happened to you that day and how it got better and how you had this God. And I thought, oh, it's like, I let that in. I let that information in and I could relate to it in the way that if I think back, and this came a couple of years into that, if I think back, I can tell you, like I said, how I, I was, I was all, through all that childhood, I was safe, okay? I didn't have anything, we had no money, sometimes we had no heat, I never got hurt, okay? It was uncomfortable, I was safe. That little incident that happened that, that plucked me out of that small town and put me into California, which is apparently what I needed, was to get out of there into here. That drug addict 
got me into the other program, the group that I got into, and then coming into OA, then walking out. And all this time after that, after I came in, um, the relationship, the long-term relationship I had with someone that was a member of this program on and off. Okay. It was, we had, we had a funny, like, um, back and forth thing. I would, I stayed and she went in and out, in and out. Okay. But it was a member. So I had support at home basically is what I'm going to say. Even through the time that we were in uh, doing a catering business out of the house. Um, don't recommend that for a compulsive overeater. Okay. But even in that time supported and I came back to program, I was supported. And then, um, the path along the way that kept me safe, it helped me open up and meet people. And now I have a host of friends. I mean, the transformation from what it was to what it is now is nothing short of a miracle. And I'm walking around at a healthy body weight. I never thought that was possible. Every day on my 10 step, every night on my 10 step, on the gratitude is my health, okay? I'm, I have had some, some friends have lost. My, my old boss is actually gonna pass any day now. Um, I just am always grateful for my health and my healthy body. I can walk. I'm not an athlete. <laughs> back and walk, I can bike. I couldn't do any of those things. That was not on the docket for any day at 280 pounds. That's what I can tell you. But I can do anything today that I set my mind to. Um, so that whole path, if you can see, that was just God pulling me along. What I can tell you too, is that my conception of God got stronger and stronger and stronger. And the important part, it, it got more personal and more personal, like a personal friend. I got more comfortable talking to God. My morning routine got really important, right? I was, I was, I could sit here at my desk in, in my little office, do reading and writing, work on the steps. I can pray and meditate. I'm not that the meditation for some reason has got shorter lately. And I mean, lately, like, lately like a longer time that I'm even comfortable with but during the day I also stop often I as I said I've been so uncomfortable at work I has I run out out the back door of this three-story office building and stand in the sun and just breathe and talk to God and say God what is my next assignment and I'll go back in and I'll start again Right. That's how it's been the past like three or four years uh, since we had this change in my old boss got really sick. That's what happened. So I had to really, really shift and change. Um, there's completely different personality. So guess what happens? My ego, I know how I'm supposed to do things. I know everything about this company. Now that's a fact, but I had to let that all go because now I have somebody else telling me what to do. And I have to navigate with that. I have to have, I can't have resentments about this stuff. This is just life in session, right? So what I had to do is, as I told you, I got quite uncomfortable with my new boss, which is the son. I got quite, I mean, there was things that were pulling out crap from my childhood, the way he navigates and talks and 
what I, how I thought he was treating me, which wasn't good, by the way, um, when those things come up. But what I get to do is I get to, when, when things come up in this 10 step, when I'm writing it every night, things come up and if it keeps coming up and it doesn't get resolved, I have, okay, pause again, right? I have to stop. I talk to my sponsor. I'm like, I can't, this isn't good. This is not passing through like I would like it to. We work the steps around it again. That's another run through the steps. That's what helps me. That is what I believe this program is. And every time I do that on an issue, I get a little bit closer to that God. Now, the God that I'm really picturing, I call God, God. The God I'm really picturing though is light. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. There was, there was a lot of times in this childhood that there was, um, we never lost electricity. How did that happen? I have no idea, but I've always been afraid of the dark. So my God, if you look at the big book in Bill's story, he gives us a whole bunch of names for God in page, I think it's um, 12 and 13 in Bill's story. He gives, he gives us like seven or eight choices if we feel like if we're really reading that chapter he gives us all these choices i related to father of light the most and when i read that like for the 15th time i finally got it for the 15th time i thought that's really what i'm feeling is light and warmth so this is why i go out in the sun but this is also the god that's so familiar to me that i can talk to um I can talk to them about anything and I can open up and I can say, I'm turn over this resentment, turn over this day, turn over this uncomfortable feeling because I cannot pick up the food. That's what the solution was before. Any uncomfortable feeling, I just eat. I just eat and it would go down. It would go down and I'd get, you know, semi-conscious. I don't have that choice anymore. That's not how I want to live my life today. What I, how I want to live is I want to walk through these feelings. I want to have feelings, number one. Remember, I had none. I want to have feelings. I want to walk through them. I want to learn from them. I want to embrace them. And I want to walk through to the other side. And if they come up again, so be it. That means I just have to work on something again. This gives me the 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 possibilities and it gives me that open heart that I can really, really connect and love people again. You know, that's, that's really important to me. I do a lot of service and program. I do a lot of sponsoring and mostly my spon- my service today is sponsoring. Um, and I'm, it, it really, really, I, I love it. I have, I, I just kind of flipped. I kind of flipped over and I had a whole different, I have a whole different group of sponsees now and they're hysterical. We have two minutes. Thank you. Um, it, I'm enjoying it. So I'm enjoying the sponsees I have right now so much that I can, you know, it's just, it's a joy. It's a joy. Um, and I have to walk the walk and talk the talk because they'll, they call it little snots, call me out on stuff, you know? And I get to talk to them like we talk like a one-on-one. It's really, really nice. Um, so to just to, to close up, here, here's what I'm going to tell you. So this feeling came up, and it, it was this is today. I'm going to bring you very current. Two things came up today. Verizon. Ugh. Done. Okay? Done. The other thing was important. 
because I'm on this half pay now, it's only week two, okay? You can laugh. It's only week two on this half time, half pay. I'm having days off. I'm, I'm hoarding groceries again. <laughs> I find myself, oh, I think I need something. Oh, I think I got to go to the store. Oh, I, yeah. this, this was coming up when I ended my relationship before and I had to move into a house by myself. It was coming up then too. But today, it's very short-lived. I, I get to hear myself. I get to call myself out on that, share with people, tell my sponsor, like I'm gonna have I'm gonna have too many black beans in that cupboard if you let me keep buying stuff. I don't have to be, I'm not in lack today. I am not in lack. I have plenty. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for time. I have two days off a week. I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful for time to do a little bit of volunteering, which I have not had time to do at all. I want to do a little bit of outside volunteering and stuff, but um, I'm not lacking anything. All I have to do is stop short when that thought comes and turn it over to God. So that's the God <laughs> that I have today is that I could say, just take this. Of course, I've got enough. Nothing's going to go wrong. Everything's fine. And it's another chapter in my life. It's not going to be comfortable for a while. And that's okay. It will be eventually. I have that faith. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Holly. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares, as this is a big book study. Sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the telephone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for that answer. Who would like to share? Elena, please do. Hi, everyone. I'm Elena, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, and exercise bulimic. Oh my goodness, Holly, that was that was so great. Um, and the message that I got from you is of possibility and of faith. And you mentioned um, that you felt like you were pulled along by a little string. And I love that analogy because. Um, I don't always have that faith that everything that's happening in the moment is supposed to be happening as it should. And, um, but then when I look back at my life, I say, oh, okay, that's why all these pieces had to happen the way that they should. And you would think that after all of those experiences, I would still have like that kind of faith that I don't have to believe that God or, you know, light or, you know, divine creator, whatever you call, um, will do it because then I'm just praying for God to do what I want, you know, but I just have to believe in step two that God could. 
And so I think like that's a difference that made me feel more comfortable that when I'm in a lack of faith, it's like you said, it's like you kind of just like take it and trust, just take it and trust. And I needed to kind of hear that today that, you know, not everything's going to happen in my time. I don't like God's timing. I, I don't want, I want things now. I want them my way and I want them now. And, um, and you also mentioned like feeling uncomfortable. It's like, okay, so I'm going to feel uncomfortable right now. Like I'm uncomfortable and that's okay. You know, I have faith. I have trust. I have a program. I have people, I have fellows and, um, you know, just like what you were saying about your childhood, I I have, you know, there's a lot of similarities there, but I will be okay. You know, like we hear in the rooms, I will be okay, even when everything around me is not okay. And it's okay to feel uncomfortable. And it's, you know, I'm teaching my five-year-old that right now. And here I am like a giant child, like wanting things my way. Um, so I just wanted to, to thank you for that. Because every time I look back, I see that God was always there. And even right now, like God is, still here. Like I may not understand what's happening right now, but I know that there's going to be, I'm going to look back and be like, ah, that's why that happened. So, um, thank you for the reminder of, of, of faith. Thank you, Elena. Next up, um, Arlene and Nancy. Eileen wanted to share, but I decided to do it. <laughs> no, that's not true. It was me. I, I really only raised my hand because I didn't see anybody else doing it. But this is like my favorite chapter in the whole book. And the reason I love it so much, um, also, Holly, excellent job, um, is because this book tells me, this chapter tells me that I get all the rights and privileges of any other member in this group, in this fellowship, no matter what I believe. And, um, you know, and I got to a point of um, serenity with this idea of power um, by asking myself or my sponsor told me to ask myself, what do I want God to be and what do I want God to do for me? And once I got rid of the, like, I thought to myself on Linden Street in Newton while I was driving home from work um, in my car, you know, what do I want? And so I chucked out everything that I didn't want, starting with the word God. And, um, and I decided what I wanted, what was going to, you know, what I, what I wanted my concept to be. This meeting, this meeting, choose your own conception, man. This is like the best thing that ever happened to me in this program. I have never felt so embraced as I do in this meeting. And this chapter is like the, the keystone of the, of the whole thing for me. because. You know, I was choking on my secret of my agnosticism when I started to work on the steps back in 2017. And I, you know, and I thought, I've got to tell her, I've got to tell her she's going to kick me out. And I was choking on it. And I was like, I whispered in my bedroom upstairs with the door closed, nobody else even on the, that floor. And I thought, this isn't going to work for me. And she said, why not? And I said, because I'm not sure I believe in God. And she said, oh, well, you don't have to worry about that because you haven't had a spiritual awakening yet. And I thought, okay, she's the crazy one, but I'm going to do what she says because I'm not eating. And, you know, you know, I STFU'd and I kept going, you know, when are we going to get to England? Shut up and keep swimming. And I found that, you know, by just continuing on, just doing what I was told and especially, especially, especially reaching out to other women, other 
people, men and women, but mostly women, that I got to where I needed to be. And my conception is only for me, only for me. I mean, I, you know, I'll tell anybody what it is, not a secret, but I'm not marketing this and bottling it and trying to make money off it. This is just for me. And it works just for me really, really well, because I'm never afraid anymore that I'm not going to stay recovered or get recovered or that things aren't going to work out. Things like the previous speaker said, that I don't like things plenty of times. They don't go my way a lot, but it doesn't dictate what I say and do. My feelings do not own me anymore. And all of that started with choosing my own conception with that I'll pass. Yay, Holly. Loved your share. Love you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Um, next up is Amy L. Hi, everyone. I'm Amy L. Recovered one day at a time, compulsive eater and exercise bulimic. And Holly, what a treat to see you here and hear you. Wow. Um, I'm gonna get a little emotional, but um, you know, there, there are people in program who have been my angels over the years and you have certainly been one of those and God with skin. So thank you. Um, I also relate to the God is life. And um, though I struggled with conception of God uh, many times, in my life in a way and out of a way when I look back as somebody said I I see that I see all these moments where God had my back and um you know I think there's something about this book and in, in, in this chapter it says in the face of collapse and despair in the face of the total failure of their human resources they found that a new power peace happiness and sense of direction into them and it's something about it's we find God when we face the darkness and um, that's been my experience that I had to come to I had to feel a great deal of pain to accept a power greater than me and I remember sitting in a meeting uh, 13 so years ago, and I heard somebody in that meeting share, she was right across from me and she said, you know, sometimes we have to break open to come together in a whole new way. And I remember sitting there and feeling, oh my God, please don't let that be me. I so didn't, I was terrified, I think because I sensed there was something in me that needed to break open. And because of people, you know, God with skin, I could come to you, you with that pain. And I needed that. I, I needed, I didn't have a way in the beginning to connect to God except through this fellowship. And still sometimes I need, I need to, to find God in that, that love and complete unconditional love that I find in this fellowship. So thank you all for being part of that. I'm going to just um, chime in really quickly and ask, um, we do have more um, speakers 
uh, but if we can stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.